The readings for Good Friday are some of the richest and most profound in the lectionary. So the best I can do is simply review a few lines with theological significance. From Isaiah, Even as many were amazed at him, so marred was his look beyond human semblance and his appearance beyond that of the sons of man, so shall he startle many nations. Because of him, kings shall stand speechless. Jesus did not win over the world by force. He did not persuade very many people to follow him during his lifetime. He had little power, little fame, and no wealth. And yet, he silenced kings because they could not imagine who Jesus was and what he would do. They could not conceive of a God with infinite power giving up that power to become a human being and then submitting to being beaten, scorned, and killed. Such a thing does not make sense according to worldly logic. And yet, that is what Jesus did. We can only stand in amazement. Yet it was our infirmities that he bore, our sufferings that he endured, while we thought of him as stricken, as one smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our offenses, crushed for our sins. Upon him was the chastisement that makes us whole. By his stripes we were healed. Jesus did not suffer for himself. He did not suffer just to suffer. He came down from heaven, taking upon himself the weakness of humanity, in order to take upon himself our sufferings, our failures, our sins. It is because he suffered that we are healed. When he was cut off from the land of the living and smitten for the sin of his people, a grave was assigned him among the wicked and a burial place with evildoers, though he had done no wrong nor spoken any falsehood. We read about times when an innocent person is condemned to jail or death, and it is always tragic. But have we ever had anyone take our place? Can we imagine what it would be like to commit a crime and have someone else go to jail or to death in our place? This is what Jesus did. From the letter to the Hebrews, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has similarly been tested in every way yet without sin. What was the goal? What was the purpose? Why would Jesus suffer in our place if he didn't have to? It is the impossible love of God. God wants to be with us in every way at every moment. In order to prove that he will never abandon us, in order to show that he knows what it is like to be human, 
Jesus chose to go through suffering and death himself. Now, after all this, how can we ever look to heaven and think that God does not care about us? His wounds are our wounds. His suffering is our suffering. From the Gospel. Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into its scabbard. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father gave me? Jesus knew what he came to earth to do. He did not shy away from it, motivated by his infinite love for us. He did not fight against it. He went to it willingly for us. When he had said this, one of the temple guards standing there struck Jesus and said, Is this the way you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken wrongly, testify to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Those who killed Jesus had no reason to do so. They were convicted by his holiness by his challenge to their corruption and sin. They hated him for what he was and what he represented. When our sins are challenged, we will either be contrite and convert, or we will turn to bitterness and hatred. May the grace of the suffering Lord always lead us to conversion. Jesus answered, You say I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Pilate said to him, What is truth? The truth is that we are caught between a world of sin and death that is passing away, and a world of life and holiness that endures. And God loved us too much to abandon us to sin and death. So he came to earth to draw us back to himself. Jesus isn't just the sign of this truth. Jesus is this truth. The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified. The Jews hated the Romans. They hated being occupied by an invading force. But these chief priests are blinded by their hatred. They will give up every principle they hold dear just to get rid of Jesus. They were unwilling to accept that the all-powerful God would become powerless for them. They loved power more than truth, a temptation that lives in all of us. One soldier thrust his lance into his side, and immediately blood and water flowed out. It was from the side of Adam that his bride Eve was born. It was from the side of Christ that his bride of the church was born. The church was born of water and blood, born from baptism and the Eucharist. Without water and blood, without baptism and Eucharist, there is no church. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we should be left speechless 
at the self-abasement, self-sacrifice of our Lord and God. He gave up everything for us. So now, we have to ask ourselves, will we give up everything for him?